everyone and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today we are going to talk about how to use fake it till you make it with parenting also. So I talked about this in other regards in other podcasts, um, basically with the idea being that, yeah, sometimes you have to change your behavior and your thought will follow um, versus the other direction, which is what people want to happen and are more comfortable with, with, which is that if you change your thoughts, then magically your behavior will change because it's harder to change behavior, but sometimes you've got to intervene at the behavioral level um, in order to change the whole cycle of how behaviors, cognitions, and emotions influence one another. Before we get to that, I would like you to subscribe. The episode that I most recently had was on what kind of marital interactions outside the bedroom influence sexless marriages and your likelihood to be in a sexless marriage. And so this is the sort of personality traits and variables that I see in my practice tend to predict this and um, and how you can perhaps change so that you're less likely of eventually getting to a sexless marriage or changing the one that you're already in or the low sex marriage that you may be in. So that's the, um, my most recent subscriber only episode that you will get to and there's also approximately 50 more. So let's move on to fake it till you make it. So a lot of people, particularly if they're depressed, stressed, anxious, they find it hard to be the parent that they want to be. And they also want to be genuine and they also want to be, you know, real and realistic. And so they frequently get like trapped in all of these things. They don't want to be some some uh, crazy super parent. That isn't even the goal is to be a perfect parent, but they, they want to be a good parent, but then they're getting in their own way and the interactions with the kids are just getting increasingly worse. So what's the balance between being genuine? And I have a podcast on be your real self around your kids. You don't have to be like some perfect storybook parent but what's the balance between that and, you know, the other extreme, which would be, you know, not like being a terrible parent, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if you're depressed and anxious and you're going to let that completely influence your parenting, then you're not going to be a good parent, you know, at all. And you know that if you grew up with a depressed or anxious parent, um, and that was untreated particularly. So what is the balancing act here? I mean, you really do want to think about how you can give your kids a healthy and secure attachment with you, meaning that they feel that they can rely on you. And that's the, the variable that's most linked to a positive relationship with your kid, but also to them having as adults positive relationships with attachment figures, which will be their, you know, romantic partners and even their own children one day. So how can you be somebody who provides secure attachment even when you are struggling. And you may be struggling not only with depression or anxiety, but also with trauma, with substance use, with uh, any variable individually, or with a bad fit, really, of temperament between yourself and your child. So like, um, you know, I, I talk about a lot, people sometimes people mostly often, often have favorite kids, you know, and this is usually the one that in some way triggers their best self to come out as a parent. Maybe it's the one who's the most like you. Maybe it's the one who's not like you at all. Maybe it's the one that's a gender that you have the least problems with from your own upbringing. But either way, the way that people act with this favored child, and certainly never admit that you have a favorite child, but, you know, and I talk about this in posts, uh, 
uh, one of my posts years ago was somebody wrote in, I have a favorite child, am I an awful mom? And I was validating that she's not, but you don't want to like tell the kid, you know, as long as you, and now we get to the point of the topic, as long as you fake it till you make it, then you're okay. So what sorts of things should you fake, even if you're not in the mood? Well, you should try to fake interest in what your kids are interested in. Sometimes that's very, very hard when they're interested in some boring shit and you are tapped out and you're overworked and you're overstressed and you may be depressed. It's real hard to listen to. And so it's okay to say, yeah, I don't really want to listen to Minecraft right now, but sometimes you got to listen to Minecraft, right? So like sometimes you do. <laughs> and the problem with a lot of today's uh, parents is it's very black and white, so they're trying to listen to Minecraft stories all the time, so then they end up every third time exploding. Don't listen to Minecraft stories all the time, but listen to them sometimes. Fake it till you make it sometimes. Fake it till you make it when you are feeling like your best self and you can really engage on this shit. Um, when could you be feeling like your best self? Well, a good thing to do if you feel overwhelmed as a parent is to schedule special individual time with each child. That's when you could really bring your A game. And it doesn't really matter if you're in the mood or not. Pretend like it's like uh, something with a colleague or your boss or even a friend. You would fake it till you made it with them. And you would, if you had a lunch with your boss, you would not sit there like a bump on a log on your phone. You definitely wouldn't. You would bring your A game. You would try to be scintillating and, and charming and you know, funny and interested and involved and whatever. So try to do that during the special time with your kid. If you, it doesn't matter if you want to, like, it's just something you got to do periodically. So what they say with special time with little kids, and I don't see much difference with older kids, honestly, is that this special time should be no instruction, no question. Um, and like, no, no, no teaching them, no, no learning, no, no, nothing stressful and no questions. You're just literally observing what they do and talking for older children, just talking about what they want to talk about. Let, let them lead the conversation, act, engage, don't ask a lot of questions. Um, people think that asking questions means you're interested. It's really just stressful, honestly, for most children until they become really older, you know, like maybe tween, teen, etc. But for little kids, like it, when you're saying like, how is your day today? All that means is stress for a kid that's not super verbal. Some kids will go off and talk about it, but some kids, it just like all they're ever going to say is good. So like if you're trying to have special time with a kid who just says good, just like go bowling or go to the park or take a walk and just whatever they talk about or whatever they don't talk about, you're just there pleasant and engaged. If you could do something like this once a week with each of your kids for like even just 20 to 30 minutes, you'll be doing better than a lot of people who are struggling with parenting. So that if you have a lot of kids then you got to figure out how to have individual time with them, it doesn't have to be every day, you know, and honestly, most people can't do that every day. But you can do it probably once a week in some regard or another. Some people use bedtime as a time to have special time with each kid and talk about the day a little bit and cuddle and whatever. So that's good too. So if you could bring your A game to that, so you are faking, now for real, you're being, you are faking being interested, relaxed, calm, and happy. If you can't do that for 20 to 30 minutes, then you got to work on yourself. So then you, you, you still have to fake it, because you're a parent, it's just how it goes. But you should be then going to therapy, thinking about whether your career is sucking out your soul, thinking about whether your marriage may be doing the same, thinking about why you're in such a bad place all the time that you cannot really parent well. 
and you know if this is you. Like, if, if this is you, you know that you're not really present when you're talking to your kids because you have so much of your own shit going on. So, and it may be sometimes, but it may be more of the time that you would like. And a lot of women struggle with depression. And when you're depressed, it's really, really hard to be present. And if you're on the clock at work and you're getting paid for it, that's a hell of a lot more immediate and urgent incentive than when your kid is just like, you know, rambling, like possibly being annoying, saying some rude shit. Also, like it doesn't make you, it doesn't spark the the same sort of urgency to respond as your best self. But you got to fake it. And if you fake it and you do have a good interaction with your kid, that is going to build, it's going to start a foundation from which you can build. So then you can build up on that. You could say, okay, yesterday I felt like shit, but you know what? I still played Connect Four, you know, for like 15 minutes, longest 15 minutes of my life, but I did it and my kid was happy. And then, you know, you, then then tomorrow, maybe not today, I can't do Connect Four again today, but then tomorrow, maybe I could do something like that again and he'll like it again. And if you can really, I work with a lot of moms actually, it's interesting, a lot of moms who can't bond with their baby, which is considered this super taboo topic and I understand why, like it feels super shameful, but there's always a good reason for it in the woman's attachment history or in the stressors that she's going through right then in her life during the pregnancy and or birth that precluded bonding. And this is totally understandable how this would happen, but women think it's extremely shameful. And so I have a lot of women who think that they're like a bad mom because they can't bond with their baby. But then I ask them, what are you doing all the time? They're still doing all the right stuff. And I'm like, but you're a great mom. You are a great mom. Your baby doesn't know that you didn't bond with your baby. You're going to work on it, and we're going to figure out why you didn't bond with your baby and all of these things. And then by the time they're a little more observant, you'll have bonded, or you're going to be so close that it'll be indistinguishable. And or in a case where you never bond to your baby, which I've not seen, in a case where you never, ever can bond to your baby at any stage, which includes like ever, like in 10 years and 20 years, you never, ever like them, you can still Act the right way and know that you did the right thing and then be even more proud of yourself than somebody who effortlessly bonds with their baby. So it's super easy for them to be a loving mother. For you, it may be harder, but you're going to be able to do it. Then if you act the right way, then you will have actually done something incredibly meaningful and difficult and that you could always be proud of knowing you did the right thing. So a little version of that is helpful for any parent that's struggling to think about. Because you may love your kid, you may be bonded to your kid, but your own issues and or their issues, it's hard to parent kids with ADHD, it's hard to parent kids with behavioral issues, hard to parent kids on the spectrum, all these, these are real things. And, you know, sensory issues, there's a lot of things that make kids hard to parent, even if you love them and have bonded to them. But if you can fake really being interested and happy and engaged just a little bit, like as much as you can at least once a week, then you can build on that up till where it's every day. You kind of know, okay, at this, this time, I bring my A game. And then Frequently, remember, depression and children's issues, they wax and they wane. And sometimes it'll, it will be easy and effortless, and sometimes it won't. But if you tell yourself that when you don't feel good, you don't kind of have to engage, that's a slippery slope. You always have to engage, at least regularly, 
you know, of course, you have to meet their needs every day, but you have to kind of bring your A game, such as it is, let's say at least once a week, that could be a good um, guiding principle. And, and this could be for just a, you know, like, a, as I said, 20, 30 minute walk or something. People have memories of parents that were barely even around. Like uh, men will say, you know, I didn't even really see my dad. He was working so much, but every so often he would take me to a baseball game. He, you know, so he was a great guy. He was working for our family and I love my dad. And I know he couldn't be there for me all the time, but he took me to a baseball game every so often and we had fun. So people that say stuff like that, like this is proof that that guy did not need to be around all the time to have established a loving relationship with his son. But when he was at the baseball game, he actually acted happy to be there and loving. So while, of course, basic needs of children need to be met every day, and ideally this child would have been with his father more, there is still the possibility that even if you cannot bring your A game every day, you, even if you just bring it sometimes, that that is, is going to be good and is certainly better than never doing it, which is the situation of some people who are listening who feel really in a hole and in a bad place vis-a-vis their relationship with their child. So hopefully you found this to be useful as a reframe. You can be proud of yourself if you fake it till you make it when parenting. You, you, only you know how hard it is for you. The harder something is, if you do it, the more proud of yourself you can be. And if it is very, very hard for you to connect with your child, you are likely struggling with depression. It could be situationally induced by the fact that they're a difficult child, quite honestly. And the child and your relationship with them is nowhere near what you envisioned your relationship being with a child. So in that case, therapy can be transformative. Because you can more objectively understand why the bad parts of your relationship have occurred, how you could interact differently, why you are being triggered. Frequently, it's because your kid reminds you of somebody. Hint, it's going to be one of your parents. might be your spouse. But I've talked about this before in a lot of my podcasts, like why you don't like your kid, why your kid is so annoying, etc. So you can refer back to those also. So if, if this one does not uh, apply to you because it's so you, parenting so easy for you, that's wonderful. Um, but that is fewer people than one would think, or than than if you're one of those people, you think most people are like you. They're not. Many many people struggle with at least some aspects of parenting with some children, and kind of don't have a working model for what should I do when I just don't want to be around them. And yes, you and everybody knows, yes, you got to keep feeding them. You know, you got to keep giving them shelter, but also try every so often. And again, I say weekly as a guideline, try to do a bonding activity, nothing hard, nothing the kid actually doesn't like, but you want them to start liking and then you would like them more if they liked it, you know, if this is you, <laughs> you know, you're trying to play sports, the kid who doesn't want to play sports, etc. But um, anyway, so if, if this is something that you struggle with, also, you could share this with your partner and say, you know, this is something I struggle with. And I'm going to be trying to do this more to fake it till I make it and to get, you know, these things on the calendar or like every Saturday morning, I'm going to take, you know, our daughter that barely says two words to me because she's a teenager. I'm going to take her to Starbucks. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to give my game face on for an hour and talk about whatever bullshit she wants. And so if you start to do something like that, you may feel a lot better about yourself, which then in turn will pick up your mood, et cetera, et cetera, in in a virtuous cycle. All right. Hope you guys found this useful. 
Uh, thanks so much for subscribing. If you have, if you have not, you should do that right now, and I'll talk to y'all soon.